hanging out in studio here with uh, we got sub cool on the line man how you doing brother excellent today thanks for having me on of course and if you guys are watching you can see moby dills chilling scotty let's see howdy how everybody doing try and pull off a four-way four-way smoking call with with sub but i want to give you a good intro here our buddy jr token helped put this together a little so i'm i'm, I'm gonna narrate a little bit of his intro here it says hey dgc cannabis icon today winner of high times lifetime achievement award Respect. and bringer Bringer of such dank as Vortex, Space Queen, Tiny Bomb, Chernobyl, Cuvée. I'm glad you guys said that earlier. I would have mispronounced it. And, of course, Super Soil, uh, California Wildfire Survivor Man. Um, and now you're out in uh, sunny Arizona. And if you haven't figured out how we're talking about, Jared says you've been living under a rock. So, uh, Sub Cool, thanks for taking the time today. And let's get into this, man, and, and hang out and get going. Awesome. Yeah, the, uh, the, I tell people this. I'll start off the show by saying this. Anybody that has something to say that's sorry about the fire, I am glad my house burned down. <laughs> oh my God, okay. so much better. I was. Hey, can I cuss on this thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Shit, fuck, piss you can. When I listen to myself, I say the F word a lot. But no, I was I was stacking. Dude can't. I, I, I went to the bank. I went to the grow room. I was kind of in this little rut. Not a bad rut, but a rut. And. The house burned down and I had to move. I had to exodus. I bet I have 50 new people. I, I have a brand new license in Arizona to produce unlimited cannabis and the backing to do so. Moving into Vegas, uh, we've got cannabis growing in Northern California as well with a project. So, yeah, I mean, last year there was a time, and I'll say some things on the show that will surprise you, but I was really down last year. I mean, yeah. illness and, and some things happened in my life and, and everybody knows, you know, I went to the separation and I was in shitty mood and I, I am not a God fearing man. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a religious person at all. I'm a spiritual person. I mean, I believe in God, but I don't necessarily talk to him. But one night I said, dude, I said, you know, if you don't do something, I'm going to die up here on this mountain by myself. And he burned a town down and relocated me 2000 miles. So Care for what you pray for. Yeah, God works in mysterious ways, I guess, huh? I mean, I, I'll take that as it sounds like a good fresh start down there then. I mean, I, I'm sitting here. I didn't even know you're, you're growing in your swimming pool setup. you got to tell us about that. Who did that? Back? It's Cheech and Chong, man. Didn't they grow back in the pool back in the day? <laughs> that is funny, man. Up and smoke. No, it's how it happened, too. I, uh, I have alpha-1. Alpha-1 is a progressive fatal lung disease. I have lungs of a 105-year-old man. I can't blow through a spirometer, so I face some health issues. So... When I moved into the house, it had an indoor pool off the side of my bedroom, and I was choking to death from the moisture and the chlorine, so I drained it. I mean, just simple. What are you going to do? Drain the pool. All right, what are we going to do? So that afternoon, I was thinking of the the scene from, uh, I think it's Six and Songs checking movie, second movie. It might even be Nice Dreams, or it's Nice Dreams, or he's in the pool, and he climbs up on the ladder, and one of my weed nerd fans go, you should grow in your pool. And I said, <laughs> Magical I moment. should grow in my fucking pool. That's a wild peony as far as I'm concerned, man. Fuck yeah. yeah. And then because of the way the life works, and I'm, I'm a guy who loves a challenge. People, I did a post, and a whole bunch of naysayers and trolls said, oh, you're a dumbass. You can't grow in a pool. So I'm goddamn determined to grow in the damn pool. Damn straight, man. That's all I need. 
You know, that's it. So now it's kind of funny. I've gone from being the fool, which I'm probably still the fool, but I'm gone from the guy with the pool grow. Everybody knows I'm growing pot in my pool. Everybody. Yeah, by the way, why the fuck couldn't you grow pot in your pool? I mean, what would stop you from doing that? I think I think one of the things people were concerned about was airflow down in the pool, which, sure. you know, we have 4,000 CFMs down in there. So that, that's I mean, not there are things called can fans, man, that move air. Yeah, and it works. And I, I don't know. I mean, uh, one thing we did learn, I was trying to grow Mendo dope style trees in the pool. And the, the first thing I figured out was outside the sun shines from the, the west and it shines from the east. Yeah, and it, it gets you. Moving All target. my co- cover crops started dying off. I was like, what the fuck? So I uh, met yeah. this kid named Grow Efficient Solutions, and he wanted to send me these metal trellis systems. So I looked online, and I let him do it. So now we have five-by-five five metal frames over each plant, and we just we scrogged the death out of them. And all my fans, they go, you don't like scrog. I go, well, I've never had a pool before with 8,000 watts above it. So you, you adapt to your surroundings. And I will say this, funnest grow I've ever had. We hang out in the pool. <laughs> yes. We, we look at it. I mean, I want to get some beach chairs and hang out in there. Sure. It's, just, it's fun. It's fun. So it's not necessarily, and I want to stress this, the pool is my medical garden. So I have a license here to produce cannabis in Arizona, which I do so. I'm using buildings and, and people processors. I, I don't actually touch it. But here, we're going to harvest the pool. We're going to turn it all into RSO. And there's a special rule in Arizona we can supply the RSO to one of our shops uh, medically at no cost, and they can turn around and give it to uh, patients. So I Fuck think it's yeah. a really uh, a neat thing to come here. Arizona has a very unique system where they have a patient-to-patient system, a lot like Oregon. But a lot of people charge their patients here, and it's not part of the law that you can charge patients. And uh so we're just going to give it away, and we're going to make a big deal about giving it away. Beautiful. We're find people that need help, and we're going to give them RSO. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome, man. Respect, amigo. Yes, sir. So, Sub, uh, let me ask, now that you're in Arizona and you, you got the hash company going with Farmer John, what made you reach out to him and choose him out of everybody? Uh, you know, me and John have known each other for about 15, 20 years, and it is a really simple answer. He brought some stuff in my house called Pineapple Express Crystals, and it knocked my dick in the dirt. Yeah, so that's the right I was like, answer, all right, man. well, let's let this guy make some stuff for us. So he made some crystals out of the Jesus OG. He hit 96%. And I like bringing people along with me on my journey that have been in the past with me. So you guys remember John with the uh, with the, with the the bandana on his face, little skinny kid? Okay. Oh, yeah. I used to watch remember? his YouTube all the time. Hell, yeah. Well, you know what we said this weekend? The new John ate that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's in the gym all the time now. Yeah. Yo. But John's smart. John knows his craft. You know, he honed his craft um, in the good old days like us, in the outlaw days, and now we've given him a lab. Favorite story of the week is the uh, our investor said, that young man, he, he he works in dangerous conditions, right? And he's, he's really dangerous. I said, yes, Tom, it's dangerous. He goes, we need to get that young man a lab to work in. So they're building him a lab. They... They moved $5 million after the we launched Sunday and our product sold out. It was such a success that our backers, partners, and money men have released $5 million to build our new grow facility. And then part of it's going to be a production lab for John. Yeah, she's getting real, man. So you're getting, telling me no more portable freezer trucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting, we're getting there soon. I mean, I, I think... I think the money men really wanted to see it happen. And uh, if you don't know what happened, Saturday... 
at Urban Greenhouse here in Arizona, we launched our first drop of Jesus OG Kush, nine-pound hammer and girl time sauce and crystals, and we basically sold out in four hours. I mean, we had another drop, but the very first drop that we earmarked as to be sold, I think there was about 10 grams left at the end of the day. So the store was lit up, and even people that weren't there to see me or that did not know me had my product in their hand, and it was an amazing day for me. As a four-time felon, a person who has lived through the drug wars, bad times, right, and cur- currently in a new drug war, we'll talk about that in a minute, to stand legally in a, in a dispensary and sell cannabis legally and get paid for it legally, fucking awesome, dude. Winning, brother, winning. And I mean, it's because we're you were hanging yourself out there earlier, man. It's because of guys like you that did good work and didn't, didn't embarrass the community that were where we are, man. So respect. Absolutely, man. You've been out there for a while, brother. So to speak on that a little bit, you know, you're, you're a guy who's, who's always come up and, and, you know, you've built yourself up and then you've lost it and you've built yourself up and you've lost it, you know, and everybody loves that comeback story. Could you just kind of speak on what it takes mentally to just build yourself back up and not just want to fucking quit? Yeah. I mean, I I ramble a little bit. I mean, the the first time I got, I've told this story before. The first time I got arrested in Georgia for growing weed, I, I, I just got arrested. I was like, whatever. So the second time I had become somewhat of an activist. And when I got arrested for growing there, it, it turned me it turned me into something that re- made me refuse to quit. And it, it seems silly, but the fact that I got uh, you know busted for growing cannabis so many times and lost everything I own. And trust me, you know, getting busted in, in the South is just as bad as having your house burned down. They steal your shit and take your shit. So Damn you still straight. lose everything. Can't walk into the supermarket, man. No, no. But I think it set me up for this this last thing. And and to be honest with you, I got a shout out to somebody. Uh, you didn't ask me this question, but when when I when my house burnt down and we lost everything, and, and make no mistake, we lost everything. I mean, I left with a cell phone, a dog, a rolling tray, and a postal box. Damn. Literally lost everything. I could not imagine that, man. You it's, know, it's weird. It was weird. Okay, it was weird. And so I had been working with a young man named uh, William Rowland, who was a distributor uh, down here in Arizona, and we had become friends. You know how sometimes you just meet a guy and you click. Absolutely. Yeah. That was that guy. And he, when it happened, he said, "Well, what are you going to do?" I said, "I don't know, dude." He said, "Well, where are you going to live?" I said, "Dude." I am sitting here with a knife in my hand and my dog. I have no fucking idea what to do. And he physically came and got me and brought me to Arizona, gave me a place to sleep, put a food in my belly, and me and him spent every day together. And we formed the new company, Subcool. Um, Subcool's the dank. Um, He's part owner. And again, we have a license and contract to produce unlimited cannabis in three states now. So... All of that happened because the damn house burnt down, but the bust gave me that. I knew I could rebuild it. I mean, I've started over so many times. I'll tell you a story. When I was in the second bust, I was in Montreal one time, and I had some French money. I had some gilders. I had some some. I had a bunch of money, and I was walking on the street, and I saw this bum, and he was he was bumming, you know. And I had nothing, man. I had nothing. This was just before I called RC that time to get the money to get me to plane to get out of there. And I tried to give him some change. And I've always been a nice guy. And I was like, well, you know what? He's sitting here bumming. I got a little bit, so I handed him some change. And, you know, he ran down the street and he gave me the change back because it wasn't enough for him to turn into the currency he needed. Now, you know you're a broke motherfucker <laughs> when you can't give somebody Christ. money, okay? Yeah. But, but I didn't have a choice. I mean, I could have given up right there on the street or I could have you know, pursued to go further. And, and that's what I do on a daily basis. The same thing happened when they told me I had alpha one 
they told me I was going to choke to death in the hospital. I mean, I'm, it was a little bit of time I missed. And I'm, I just did a very long interview that's going to come out on uh, another show that's going to be pretty controversial. But, you know, I, I will tell you, there was a time in between the time I was diagnosed and now that I was a raging drunk and alcoholic. I was trying to run from the disease. I was trying to run from the diagnosis. I was scared, and the doctors told me to smoke, stop smoking cannabis because of the lung issue. I listened to them like an idiot, and I became an idiot, a drunk, a drug addict. And then one day, I put all that down, and I picked up cannabis again. And I am not supposed to smoke cannabis with the lungs I have, but it makes me a much happier fellow. Right. And it's just, it's choosing, you know, either to be completely um, miserable and anxious from this disease or to give myself a little pleasure by smoking. And as as far as I can say, you know, something is inside of me that just refuses to give up. And I I don't know where it came from, but uh, it's kind of neat to have lost everything you own four times. It's a good story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I mean, you're looking at it with the right perspective, man. I can tell you that for sure. The only constant is change. I tell my kid that all the time. Why don't you want to control her own destiny and it just don't go her way, you know? I was going to take it over to, to uh, growing a little. You know, you're trying to grow. You mentioned uh, like Mendo style, Mendo dope, uh, big ass you know, trees and whatnot. Does that make you, have you done any changes in your soil mix? Have you ever thought about looking into no-till stuff that's getting pretty popular in big containers? Um, and yeah, what do you got going on with the grow style currently? We, um, uh, God, all my stories come with a story. So one of the reasons my plants are so big here is when I moved to Arizona, my plant count was 12. And I was determined to get started. Uh, growing cannabis makes me happy and gives me um, focus. So I started. I can have more than 12 plants now. So well, I may change the style. But I very much like the concept of not wasting soil. Now, if the fire wouldn't have happened up there in Northern California, we were going to reuse the 600. There's not a question about it. But I would very much like to do a no-till here. So we're doing dragonfly earth nutrients here with the soil. I want to cut the center root ball out and then replenish the soil and use it again. Here's the problem, and I would like your input on this, guys. I don't have three months of winter for it to cook. I can't cover it with straw and go out there and, and you know, let it cook over the season and get ready again. Sure. I need it ready immediately. Sure. So I'm thinking amendments. And the other thing I'm thinking, and you're going to love this, I can just take a sample of the soil that's left and send it to build a soil, some good friends of mine. And they can tell me what it's missing, and then we can add it back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm always thinking that it, it seems like it should be all right. I always get concerned, I man. I feel this isn't, isn't our area of expertise fully. But when I'm repotting, you know, like you said, you want it to be ready. And also, when I rip out, even if it's a 20, 40-gallon, you know, bag or whatever, uh, at the end, I'm harvesting. And like you said, you can rip out maybe, a, you know, a couple, two, three-gallon size of a root ball. But the rest of the container is still full-on roots, you know, just growing out all over. And that's where I envision having, you know. Well, Guru and I and, and Banner. We're talking about that this morning about what those are. That those are carbohydrates, you know, food. Yeah, so yep, those are food. So those are going to rot in the and into a food microbe food basically, and that's you know. So I mean, that's the the principles there. So whether you know, I don't even know about even disturbing it or pulling out the root ball. I think I, I just leave it alone. I just had a, a mo epic moment. Sub, you just need to fill your pool. Completely. Yeah, with everybody the mix. keeps saying that shit. Believe me, everybody keeps saying that. <laughs> nice. But man. I will say one other thing that's kind of cool just to teach yeah. you guys something we learned. When we when we were first had the cover crop and we were trimming, I had a uh, juice thing, a blender, one of those juice things. Sure. We were blending it up and feeding it to our worms because our pots are full of worms. I have a pound each. Awesome. 
and you could see the worms come up to the top. So we don't put garbage in our plants, but like, dude, you can toss an apple in my plant and it'll be gone in an hour. What kind of worms, worms are you using? Tear it up. Yeah. So, so we're kind of working a little no-till. Now, having said all of that, um, we have definitely learned that roots are food as long as they're not rotten. So there's some symbiotic relationship going on. I'm just wondering, because I don't have a winner, if I can make it work. So we're going to learn. You know, that's what the pool is for. It's all about learning um, the way we do things. I've never used dragonfly with nutrients before. I've never foliar fed before, and I'm doing both of those things with great results. So it's a place to where, and like you guys, when you come into town, if you ever come into town, swing by. We got the dab bar. We can open up. We can do a shoot. We can do an interview. I mean, what a cool place to be able to do an interview or a video in front of a giant pool full of weed. Hundred percent. Anything but take a swim, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother. Hey, w- really quick, man. Can you just explain to me what that THC crystal is? I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Is THC a crystal? Is that right? The one you're saying you get ninety seven percent out of, or whatever. Yeah, so uh, now if that. I make a mistake to anybody listening, don't beat me up because I am repeating what John yeah, and science is talking about. Give me the okay? overview, man. 20,000 But it's real, sim- it's real simple. So cannabis, um, when we buy something like, say, Jesus OG Kush, it has 25% total cannabinoids. That's THC, CBN, CBD, CBG, all the cannabinoids. So these guys are able to take and chemically extract it. And without getting into his tech, I will tell you that John is able to do it with simple BHO. These other guys are using hexane. Nasty. Nasty. Stuff that I could wash it. John uses one thing, so that's important. So when we first made it, we, were, we got 25% of a pound of 96% THCA crystals. All right, I can now, John says he thinks he can get it stronger, but <laughs> you're, you're getting where it's an isotope and it won't stand. So immediately the internet world said, well, it's not, it's not THC. It's something else. It's fats. It's lipids. We, hell, we don't know. All we know is we've got a giant pile of this yellow shit. looks like drugs, you know? Space age polymers. <laughs> That's what we knew. So yeah. we rush it down to the so lab. So let's smoke it. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. By the way, by the way, while it's in the laboratory, me, TJ Will, Farmer John, and a couple of friends go out back, and we smoke a half a gram of it, and we can't fucking talk. I mean, it's, <laughs> can, you, can you go back to work? No, man. Sure. My head is ringing. It's so strong. So we already knew it was good. So then... Boom. Lab comes in. No pesticides, no no solvents. 0.89 parts per million. 5,000 is the is the loud. So we're clean. And what is it? 89% THCA, which is unconverted THC. It also contains CBD and CBDA, which I'm still learning about. I believe it's unactivated CBD. So this is the way it works. THCA is not activated. But so when you, you light it. it with your lighter or you smoke it, <laughs> right. you activate it. Oh, yeah. So there's one other thing we're playing with right now, and we have them in front of us. I wish we had a little more show and tell. I want to decarbolate the crystals. So if you light them on fire or you burn them, they immediately become active. That's cool, and you know it. You can see through your hand after two hits. But what about if we wanted to activate it? So we started praying around with pressing it. And what we were able to do was press it into these flat chips. It's easier to work with. And it opens up how you can play with it. And the one thing that I really enjoy about this story is the day of the release, there's a young lady. She's a weed nerd. Her name is Lit T. 
and she has metal in her body. I did not know this to this day. But that afternoon, she took three hits, and I was online with her, listening, literally in the chat room, talking to her. She said, okay, here we go. So I watched her. What she said to me was two things. She said she could not feel the metal in her body. And after a few more minutes, she said, this shit needs to be in hospitals now. See, that's what I was I was thinking when you're talking about this this type of concentration. I'm like, you're not effing around, man. We we got our event coming up, and I'm like, I, I watch myself because people, I got to hang out. You know, I got to function. I got to be able to talk. Uh, and when you're coming up this strong, uh, definitely has to have a lot of medical purposes. I mean, people can do what they want uh, to recreate. I, I'm not recreating, we'll say, with 96, 95 percent, um, you know, stuff, depending on what, what your needs are. But, right. but what about the entourage effect and terpenes and all that stuff? I mean, if we're just doing pure THC, there's none of that, right? No, you're, you're a smart guy. So the first thing we learned that while the crystals are awesome, awesome, awesome. This whole premise is that Subcools the Dank is going to produce products that I love. Right. Well, I, brought, awesome. I bring the crystals home and I'm like, well, they get me stoned and shit, but I'm over here smoking the sauce that John left me. What we learn is that THCA crystals without without the terpenes have little pleasurable effect, excuse me, pleasurable effect as people who smoke for that effect. I mean, if you want to smoke some chocolate or some lemon and some oranges and somebody gives you a big giant bag of white shit that gets you wasted. Right. I can't explain how it's just missing something. It's soylent. It's just missing. So here, check it out. So I had a little jar of terp sauce that John had left me, and it was a little on the terpy side and a little shy on the crystal side. In other words, it was basically liquid poured about a gram of the crystals in there and let it sit and it just absorbed and it made a batch of thick sauce. Smoking the stuff with the terpenes on it is so much more pleasurable. We're not talking about high. It all gets you, I mean, high. It's 96%, but it's about enjoyment. And what I noticed is when you see a jar of it discovered in cherry or orange or lemon terps, as a smoker, you get a central excitement. You're like, yeah, man. And when you look at a big jar of crystals, you just go, wow, those fucking drugs. <laughs> different things. I, yeah, you ain't kidding. No, it's good to have some flavor up in there, man. It sounds like you're into a lot of, I mean, these concentrations are getting so popular and we get into debates on the show with it. And I'm, you know, I'm more of a flower guy and I'm like, dude, I don't want to, you know, saturate my system that heavy. I make fun of some, you know, the guys in the studio will be dabbing out and I'm like, I, I take, like, take 10 dabs and function. You can really get used to a lot of concentration. But of do I want to, maybe, do I no, need to, or do don't. I want to? There's two things Absolutely there. Don't. Yeah. But, and there are flower smokers and there are patch uh, smokers. I will tell you, I, I left something out, though, if I may. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I came here to Arizona to grow cannabis, my cannabis. Specifically, we're going to start a 1,000 Jesus OG Kush seeds and find the best phenotype. We're going to market in phylos. We're going to trademark it as my cutting. We're going to distribute nice. out and with a hologram. That was the idea. I don't have a grow building right now. And apparently I needed to prove to the investors and my partners that we had something. We proved it Saturday, and now they're going to build me a grow space. So instead of buying the best cannabis in Arizona, which is basically what we do, we're weed pimps. Me and Will go out and look at 20-pound lots of cannabis. We make sure the turp profile's high, the cannabinoid profile's high. It's not full of pesticides, mold, and mildew. And then we run it. Within a year, we'll be producing our own medicine. We'll be maximizing the terps and the cannabinoids. Yeah, And then we'll be washing our own cannabis. But we needed to get started and as a business, we have to pay our investors. So our investors are fixing to get a paycheck, and they're probably thinking the old dumbass subcool might be a good investment. So they're fixing to let a loose more. 
And so we're looking at maybe a 40,000 square foot grow facility in Arizona. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Keep love pushing. It. I love it. What, what you got coming up uh, here? Any events you're hitting or, you know, you can tell people where you might be hanging out? Yeah. Um, so uh, I would do the high times thing for 20. In fact, this weekend I'm going to SoCal to be the judge. Uh, me and Dab Hunter are going. Um, and we're going to be on location, life, um, go see the 420 nurses and actually judge the competition. But everybody keeps asking me if I'm going to be in California for the cup. And I, I don't live in California anymore. More importantly, I don't do business in California right now because and I'm going to talk some stuff and we'll see if this gets in. Y'all can listen, but you can't sell seeds in California right now. I mean, people are, but, but I'm telling you, I mean, I, I kind of know a little bit about the seed game and right now. I don't know of a single person in California <clears throat> that has a nursery permit to deliver seeds to a building. And I mean, I'm going to get specific. We have people who want to buy our seeds there and we have seeds that are produced in California by two of my breeders, but they don't have the fucking permit that it needs. And no one knows where it is. If you go look at the California law right now, there is not a permit to sell seeds. There's a nursery permit for clothes. So we're not selling seeds in California at all all right now it gets better i'm not selling cannabis in california right now either because we haven't finished the contract with north cal Grove. so one thing changed january 1st i don't break the law anymore guys i have a license my name's out there i mean if one of my business partners was to see me somewhere doing something stupid everybody knows who i am and so the world changed so now we operate within legal markets um Arizona, we grow our cannabis here. I don't touch it. (laughs) I know. I know. It's so weird. And it's going to change. Okay, look, it's going to change. Do you think that California is going to ban seed sales forever? No. But right now, I mean, you guys know what's going on there. You can't sell weed. Trust me, weed is being moved around the country from Cali because it's down to $600 a pound. (laughs) Yeah. It's a problem. Around the world. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's an issue. And there are states like here. Cannabis is still very expensive here. It's in a shop. It's, you know. Oh, did I mention that cannabis in California now? You're going to love this one. In Organican, one of my favorite shops. Before January 1st, you could buy an ounce of my flowers grown by me organically for $300. It was called a fat sack. That same store sells not my weed now, but commercial grown weed, not craft cannabis, for $500 an ounce with tax. Yeah, and that's no service. Where are they located at in Cali? Just trying to uh, get Santa a Santa gr- Rosa. Santa Rosa's got five hundred dollar ounces, ounces of hookup, some commercial. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do a sneak in a little market Wait, did you report say, here. Did you say pounds or ounces? I'm sorry, ounces. Ounces <laughs> yeah. are five hundred dollars, and a lot of that is tax. Yeah, Holy shit. yeah, I got you. But still, it, it just doesn't. It's not a good representation of cannabis as, as medicine. It's not that type of medicine. I remember back in the day when, uh, when Kindbud hit in South Florida, where I'm from, everybody was hiding in the bathroom with their twenty five dollar grams. I mean, Moby Dill, weren't you? What were you talking? A fifty dollar gram or a sixty dollar gram back in the day of weed? Yep, yep. That's ridiculous, man. That's not. Kyle, that's not Kyle what it's supposed Kushman to be. Paid Forty dollars tax for an eighth in uh, Ventura. He, he top came by the house. A couple of weeks ago, and he had a bag of pot in his hand, and he she flipped it over, and it said tax forty dollars on three and a half grams a week. Give me a holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, yeah that's ain't right, man. No, Not a good representation. Well, yeah, but it's causing it's causing the black market again. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, do you think you can buy an ounce of weed in California for less than five hundred dollars? Oh, you can buy it on fucking Craigslist. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're creating with these ridiculous taxes and these ridiculous regulations. I mentioned this at the start of the show. We're going backwards again. All good. We yeah, go it makes you wonder what they want. Do they want I, a black they market? They want the home of the $5 gram in Walmart is what they want. <clears throat> well, before we wrap it up, Moby Dill, did you have any other uh, just chilling? Yeah, no, Scotty? no. Scotty? Yeah. What's up? Tell us where we get, what, what you got, what's your website? Where, where can we get your latest gear? All that jazz. Subcool.com is my new website. Of course, TGA Genetics is still around. I'm still working on that site. But Subcool.com is my new website. It is a resource for all things Subcool. Every article, every video, every word I've ever said, it's still in construction. So if you get on the back pages and you see some Latin, I just hadn't got to it yet. The fun, you know, I asked somebody, I said, can y'all help me? They said, well, you know, a plumber can build a plumber's site, but Subcool has to build his own website. <laughs> right. So. Right. <laughs> so, no, but just go check it out. The soil recipes there, videos, collections, everything's there. All the stuff I've done in my life. If you need me, you go there. And as importantly, funny through my life, guys, people have had a hard time contacting me on the website. On every page, there's a giant three-inch banner that says contact subcool. Nice. You can't get in touch with me nowadays. I don't, can't help you anymore. So, <laughs> hey, uh, Also, check me out on YouTube. Um, I'm the Weed Nerd. I have two stations now, so Subcool Radio and Subcool 420, and also Instagram. Uh, I am simply Subcool 420 and Subcool's IG. So if you enjoy following along, you can follow my life kind of there. I'm an avid poster. I use it like a fidget spinner. So, <laughs> hey, you mentioned YouTube really quick. You seen what's going on with with all the cannabis uh, within the cannabis community on YouTube? Everybody's getting their channels yanked. You worried about it? Yeah, you know, yeah, a little bit. So basically my 52,000 um, page got banned because I played the new Foo Fighters video. Do not – David Groh is fucking serious about copyright, okay? Like wow. really serious Just people, I bet, but, man. Yeah, but, but I think – you know, I think they're going to give me my live streaming back. Uh, Instagram's the one that kills us. We – the day we launched um, – uh, and I'm just talking. So whether it's haters, trolls, or competition – we had 75 posts removed from Instagram. Why? So, well, yeah, you, you know, we're trying to do business on Instagram, and we called the lawyer. You know what he said to us? Uh -uh. I won't touch a weed account on Instagram. <laughs> it's, against their, it's against their policy. Everything we do is against their policy. Everything. Yeah, you got it. You got to ride it out and, and, and keep it going. I did want to ask earlier real quick before we get let you go. Uh, you mentioned you did a long interview on another show. What show is that? And when's it it's out? It's uh, Arizona podcast. It's uh, the guy asked, look, it's real out. The, one more minute on this thing. So he sure. put it up that he, he was put it up that he was going to interview me. And I bet 175 trolls. I mean, it was some of the meanest shit in the world. Jesus. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I mean, this is all divorcing of all results, in my opinion, of our long public separation with my ex-partner and ex-best friend. And that's that's all there is to it. Yeah. So. Uh, but I was, it was bad. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm not going to do it. And then after I sat there a little while, I said, you know what? I am going to do it. So I answered every single question, honestly, without cussing or screaming. I answered every question about jinx. <laughs> oh, the only questions I won't ask is about Jill. I mean, I am in the middle of something and I just won't say anything Respect. bad or good, it just, but everything else I answered from feminine seeds to me being drunk to 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 why me and Jinx don't talk? It's all on there, so. and it's called the what Arizona podcast? Yeah, Arizona podcast. I'm trying to okay. remember the name. Of hook the, us up of with a link. Hook us up with a link. We'll, we'll I'll hook us. I'll hook you out. up with Great. a link. I've got it right. It's sound. I'll, I'll hook you up with the, with the link. I've no got worries, it right. Here. So it's the podcast. Oh yeah, I've heard of those yeah. guys, man. Pot Absolutely. Cat. Very nice. So I'll send you a link, and you can uh, and you can put it up. He's going to be putting it up now. He actually was so controversial. He made me listen to it first. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's my side of all of the stories. 
Well, that is a good thing to do. It's, I call that stepping up to the mic, you know. That's right. Clearing the air, man. There we go. I appreciate your time today, man. Definitely like hanging out. Always good. Uh, hope you have a good 420 coming up, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, brother. And Absolutely. Hey, if I can ever do anything for you guys, just let me know if you ever need any genetics. They are yours for the asking. I appreciate it. Good to have a friend like Sub, that's for sure, man. Hell yeah. We'll take it easy, guys, and uh, appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, check it all out over at degrows.com or go over to lastly, what's your site again? Uh, subcool.com. <laughs> oh, what the hell? I can't remember. <laughs> I just want to let you do it, man. Oh, shit. All yes. right. Later, Sub. Take it easy, brother. It was an honor, Sub. Thank you. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads and natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new. new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it out in Just look at how he's been